welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. You know, this is where you can in one minute be talking about the amazing journey of a woman like Carrie Heyman and real estate and then flip the switch and connect it to my next guest, guest Jeff Jower, who is talking about astrology. And in the uh, conversation with Carrie, one of the things that we talked about was how people are coming together, why that is important. The other thing we talked about was some strange thing, a phenomenon that I don't know if about the rest of you, but Carrie and I just experienced something really weird these past five to seven days. It went, it was like we were totally clogged up the last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of last week. And then all of a sudden yesterday, metaphorically, I had my tooth totally, canal, whatever that was up there. Hold it, hold it, wait for it. Yep, and then, you know, a major shift. And and then it didn't dawn on me that there were some other things going on that were in the air that were creating other shifts. But, Jeff, thank you for joining us today. And I have got to ask you this question. Uh, first of all, let me say that you're going to be uh, uh, one of the, the key folks at the upcoming event. Funny, it's called The Gathering, right? Yes. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I'll be talking about astrology and relationships. Well, let's talk a little bit about this, because one of the things that uh, we were talking about was that uh, the relationships of all kind, this major shift. Uh, Carrie even joked, she said, what was it, like a full moon last night? And, you know, and, and for me, uh, it was like I had this agonizing toothache for all weekend, and all of a sudden yesterday got it taken care of. But from another perspective, other things have shifted. Well, yes, certainly we had the elections here in the U.S., and there's, there's changes in Congress. From an astrological perspective, the, the big event of the moment is the, the pileup of planets in Scorpio. Scorpio is a sign of depth and transformation, and the sun of life force and energy moves through there every year at this time. But now Jupiter, the planet of expansion, Venus, Mercury, and Mars are all in Scorpio as well. And I think what you experienced, Pat, and possibly with the country experience, was the fact that yesterday Mars, the planet of action and initiative, formed a harmonious creative angle with Uranus, the planet of breakthrough and surprise, which is often about energy release. I have to tell you, I know a little bit about Uranus. Let me tell you, I watch it very carefully on my own chart. Mm-hmm. When that puppy entered my house of careers, mm-hmm. it was in 1992 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went through a major, major downsizing shift in my job, moved out to the West Coast, went back to school, and didn't realize that that whole next, what is it, six or seven years with that, uh, with that planet? On average, it'll spend seven years in a sign or in a house of an individual's chart. Okay, so here's what I want to ask you about this, because this is what's fascinating. But for those of you just uh, tuning in, I'm, I'm here with Jeff Jaw, and we're talking about the upcoming event. But more importantly, let me just say that Jeff is the author of Your Astrology Guide 2006 with Rich Levine, co-author of four books. Well, and, and more, more importantly, 2007. And 2000. <laughs> the new one is out in most bookstores, especially Barnes & Noble. Needed a Get that in this bio, 2007, because we want the 2007 one, don't we? That's right, and Rick and I have just begun writing the 2008 book. Okay, so you're moving right along. 
I know the astrologer has a hard time knowing what's going on in the present <laughs> because I write one column that's a week ahead, other things that are four months ahead, and a book that's about two years ahead. So ask me what's going on today, and I've got to slow down and, and take a careful look at things. And that's actually what I came up with. I wasn't going to ask you the easy question. Right. I wanted to talk about what is up today and you know what you've said is you're talking about mars in action now now clarify something uh for us if you don't mind my understanding of uranus is very simple that if you have done your work and you're ready to take action on your own behalf then you can kind of like you know make it through without you know having your whole life turned upside down but basically i have to tell you it was not my experience what is it in reality given what you've just said about mars and what's happening yesterday and today, or I don't know the length of time. What is it that we should as individuals be mindful about? Well, that we can take deeply intense experiences and, uh, and uh, have them in a creative and different way than we might expect. Uranus is a planet of inventiveness, of originality, and of surprises. And its harmonious hookup with Mars indicates the capacity to sort of take on a difficult task or, or go to a deep, dark place in ourselves and resolve things in, in quite surprising and inventive ways. And I agree with you, Pat. You know, one of the fundamental ideas of, of not just astrology, but I think the human experience is that when we are aligned with uh, sort of the cosmic plan or with our own inner purpose, things tend to flow more easily. That most of the challenges that we face in life are as a result of some degree of resistance to this natural unfolding. And while the planets don't make us do stuff, they certainly reflect our individual and collective cycles of unfolding so that we can sort of metaphorically grab our surfboards and catch the waves instead of being <laughs> smashed to the surf by them. I know that now, boy, but I didn't know that back in 92. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was like being on, uh, you know, that was like being on Hawaii with one of those North Shore waves. Uh, and that, you know, you're going to be working with people and talking about this this weekend. And and we would, Carrie and I were mentioning that, you know, we're coming together. People are building communities. People are connecting people where other, where, where it's never been done before. And here we have this upcoming gathering this weekend, Jeff. Uh, yes, and it's very interesting with all the Scorpio planets or that we have right now because Scorpio is about gathering. It is about union, but it's also, it's about a union at the deepest level, which isn't always comfortable. I mean, I'm sure the gathering will be a wonderfully inspiring event, but a lot of the, the most important work and the most significant connections we make will, as at all of these types of events, be in the hallways, be at lunch, and may often involve touching on some difficult issues. You know, it's sometimes the person that you smash into in the hallway uh, who winds up being the, the most significant new friend you meet or the stimulus for the most powerful and significant change in your life. And there is sort of this coming together in a beautiful environment, but with some really deep undertones of profound change. We're not coming together. We're not gathering simply to support one another in a sinking ship 
nor necessarily just to shoot off into space, but to go more deeply into our collective experience of being human so that we can solve some of the problems we're facing today. And that's what it's about, really. This is about, you know, I've had several conversations on the show in the past week about inviting people to take action, whether it's action in the larger community in the world or being the uh, change they want to see by creating action and shift in their own personal lives. Oh, that, that, that's great because that's exactly where it stands. You know, since we're in a political season and has often been repeated this week that all politics are local, all experiences are personal on one level, and that's where we've got some leverage to make change. What is it that has inspired you to come out and do the work that you're doing? I mean, you've been a professional astrologer since 1973, and it doesn't sound like you woke up one day uh, and said, uh, oh, I think I'll have a shift in career. It sounds like there is a calling here that I'd love for you to share with our listeners. Well, there is a calling, and while it didn't happen in one day, it happened in a very short period of time. I first had my chart done while I was going through the breakup of a marriage, and as is often the case, crisis and the pain and suffering that goes along with it can be a catalyst for very exciting change in life. And while the astrological reading I had was a casual one by an amateur astrologer at a party and wasn't really compelling in and of itself, the whole system, the whole framework, the whole notion that I could understand myself or look at myself from this perspective was very exciting at a period of time where I really had a hunger to learn something about myself. And so it was actually in a, in a very short period of time that I began studying and practicing astrology. And so uh, what you've done is really decided that this is something that your life was about without hesitation. You know, most people w would look at something like astrology and say, well, I really love it. I'd like to do it. But can I really make a living out of it? And I look at your profile and what you've done and what you continue to do, and this is more than a career for you. I mean, it sounds like to me it's really a way of life. Am I off on that? Oh, well, it, it, it is. I mean, my wife is not a practicing astrologer but is a very well-educated student of astrology, not educated by me, by others, fortunately. So this is part of the framework of our lives. However, it's important to know that, that on a personal level, I don't make decisions day by day by day based upon the shifting astrological winds. I think that part of the purpose of astrology is to tune us into our cycles so well that we don't have to sort of track it and become overly dependent upon it. Any device for healing is something from which we gain liberation, not sort of transferred dependency. So astrology is my life, and it's very it's interesting, Pat, when I make decisions about it sometimes that, that are from a business perspective, I laugh. Because no matter what I think I'm doing from a financial or a business perspective, I'm doing this work because, as you said, I'm called to do the work. All right, let's hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break, everyone. More about astrology, 1-800-930-2819. If you have a question, 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dan Millman, author of Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Dr. Pat and I would like to invite you to the gathering, November 11th and 12th, at the Linwood Convention Center. The gathering is a weekend event bringing together a fellowship of spiritual guides, all under one roof. 
Join us at the gathering where you can make new connections as you explore some of life's deepest questions. For more information, call 206-255-2500 or visit thegathering.cc. New Spirit Journal is a publication dedicated to informing, inspiring, uplifting, and amusing you, our readers. Within its pages, you will find articles and resources that make you think, feel, question, and sometimes chuckle. New Spirit Journal provides a forum for living, growing, and learning. Our writers and advertisers have something to share with the rest of the community and are as diverse as the community itself. They are regular people just like you. At New Spirit, we see every day as a new adventure. New Spirit Journal is available at 425 locations from Bellingham to Olympia and the East Side. Get your copy today and have yourself an adventure or visit us on the web at NewSpiritJournal.com. Again, that's NewSpiritJournal.com. Are you ready to strengthen your sense of self and gain clarity about your unique purpose in life? The Rocky Mountain Mystery School, one of seven ancient schools of light on the planet and the only one open to the public, is coming to Seattle for all who seek greater empowerment, fulfillment, and the meaning of life. This mystery school comes from ancient lineage and it teaches the keys to hidden knowledge, wisdom, and tools of power that have been preserved throughout the ages. These ancient teachings for modern times and learning will come to you in a weekend event with programs like How to Meet the Divine, November 8th through 12th at the Seattle Convention Center. To register, call 206-508-3810 or visit mysteryschoolnw.com. That's 206-508-3810 or visit mysteryschoolnw.com. Hi, I'm Stephanie Durham of The Inquiring Mind. Our experience with Dr. Pat has had a phenomenal impact on the launching of our business. We had more than 22,000 hits on our website in our first month of programming. Anyone wishing to begin or expand their mission in life would greatly benefit from a relationship with Dr. Pat of The Dr. Pat Show. She's absolutely one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. Forget their space and come check out our space on the web, 1150kknw.com, and find out about Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Okay. Oh, we're back. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. We're returning back from our short trip break. I'm here with Jeff Jawa, and we're talking about astrology. Let me just say this. Jeff combines an amazing depth and breadth of astrological knowledge, and he looks at that from the human condition. And as you're getting to experience him right here today on the show, and his warmth, and his wit, and his depth, and what the many things we're talking about, couple that with over 33 years of experience, you understand why he is one of the best in the field. And Jeff, we have a very important event coming up this weekend. Very important. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Mary Lee LeBay, Rick Levine, uh, Mary uh, Manucherry, Martha Norwalk, Gina Salah, Megan Skinner, Margaret Starberry, Joy Turner, uh, Vanda Mikulowski, uh my buddy Dan Millman, Ralph Bloom, and so many people. An exciting weekend. And you are going to be there. We're going to be talking about relationships. It seems like things are just popping up. We're either getting into new relationships, 
and at the other end of it, we're just dropping the old. <laughs> What's up with this? Well, again, we're in a Scorpio. We're not only in the Scorpio season of the year, but Jupiter, which in Sanskrit means guru or teacher. Jupiter spends a year in a sign, and it's been in Scorpio for about a year. And Scorpio really has to do with getting down to the marrow inside the bone. And relationships is certainly one of the most important places in which we really need to get at the center of things. We find what we need. We find what we wor- what works. And what, if it doesn't fill our needs or if it doesn't work, it's certainly wise to move on. And you're going to be talking about this at the gathering this weekend, correct? Well, yes. And, you know, probably the, the, the single most important idea that I like to share with people with respect to what astrology has to say about relationships is first that we we each have different needs with respect to love. And, and Venus, which is the planet most associated with love or self-approval or attraction, can be different for every individual, of course. And what happens sometimes is someone can love us or appreciate us, but if it's not done in the way that resonates with our core needs, we may appreciate that person, but the romance isn't necessarily going to blossom, nor will it endure. The second part is that Venus represents one phase of connection. It's the principle of attraction or self-worth. But the moon is what we live with. The moon is a deeper, more profound feminine archetype. And that has everything to do with how we feel and how we can live with one another. And what happens for a great many of us is there's a difference between what we're attracted to what we need to feel loved or appreciated and what we need to be nourished and to sustain a long-term relationship. When there are contrasts or conflicts with the moon and Venus, as I have in my own chart, it involves a, a, a sort of process of recognizing that what you like is important and has to be addressed on one level. But if we stay at that level and don't go to the moon, we're going to wind up being hungry no matter how much we eat. Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, you know, this is so fascinating to me, Jeff. And you and I were, were talking about this before the break and about relationships. But one of the things I shared with you, you asked me when I was born and, and I gave you that information and, and, uh, and, and some other information. And I shared with you a, a brief note. I said, you know, when I first went to uh, a local astrologer here, a woman that I work with today, which is in the, in the area of esoteric astrology, she pulled up my chart and she looked at my birth chart and basically said to me, you know, I have to tell you, there really isn't much going on here. And, and, and I just like, I was like, okay, I'm doomed. And then almost in the next breath, she said, but boy, let me tell you about your chart today. And I didn't really understand that. So the question is, are we like stuck with this stuff? What's happening? Uh, uh, no, we're not stuck at all. I mean, there is a constancy in that the birth chart itself never changes, just as the genetic pattern in life never changes. But how we experience it does. We evolve. We we grow with the genetic pattern we're given, and we can evolve and grow or devolve, if we so choose, Uh with the astrological pattern that we're in. It's all about the quality of resonance. In other words, there's no such thing as a good or bad chart. There are charts that display a greater degree of difficulty or challenge, but which nevertheless are perfect for the individual who has that chart. And the idea is to 
grow to be ourselves. Now, it takes a whole lifetime to be ourselves, and it is the only purpose for which we are here. But as we develop that and using astrology as a constructive tool, saying, look, this is the material I'm given. How can I resonate with it at the highest possible level? Then we are released from some of the karma, some of the limitations, some of the pain and suffering. For example, years ago I remember talking to someone who had Mars, the planet of action, assertion, or aggression, in Pisces, a very sensitive and spiritual sign. Now, a negative manifestation of Mars and Pisces is, is being kind of wimpy or not being able to assert oneself very well. And when I said to this individual, well, all you have to do is be your chart, and she responded, but I don't want to be a Mars in Pisces. <laughs> the implication being that that was a wuss. However, when a person with Mars in Pisces is able to initiate, to take action, these are Mars ideas, with the compassion, sensitivity, and spirituality of Pisces, then they're released from the sign's limitation. The sign a planet is in is its boundary, and once we resonate to it at the highest level, that boundary falls away, and we're left with the pure energy of the planet itself. In other words, Pat, our similarities are much greater than our differences, and astrological charts like genetics, like faces, like names, like fingerprints, are simply uh, indications of, of those subtle differences between us. When we resonate or connect with essence, those differences fall away, and we become freer, more potent, and able to connect with each other at a deeper level. Thank you, Jeff. What I want to say to everyone, if you want to find out more about the gathering and all of the people being there, just... Go to the website, www.thegathering.cc. If you would love to check out all of the things that Jeff is doing, Jeff, are we sending them to stariq.com? Uh, sure, they can come to stariq.com where Rick Levine and I uh, spend a good deal of our astrological time. We're also closely associated with a great website called tarot, T-A-R-O-T.com. So come visit any of those and, of course, thegathering.cc. And, of course, if you go to, to check the gathering out, you can check out the workshops when they are, how fun that's going to be. In, in the spirit of what you're talking about, and I, and, and I hear what you're saying, I, I, I can't help but think that we are called to... Uh, uh, action in our lives and the action that we take and you heard me mention earlier about really being the change in the world that we want to see and i don't know if i've been asleep for the you know past uh, you know x decades but uh there's certainly this sense of being alive at least today in the period that we're in is this now the time for people to really take more of a global stand for who they are and what they want the world to be well, I, I think that's always appropriate, and certainly from an astrological perspective, it perhaps is a little bit more appropriate now. Jupiter and Saturn, the planets that have most to do with reshaping the culture and reshaping our careers and place in the world, these two planets are in a strong relationship with one another right now which suggests the possibility of reframing individual consciousness and the society as a whole. 
Well, that's interesting. You keep mentioning Jupiter, and and uh, and I, as I recall, because I am um, I, I'm born in December, so you know Sagittarius is what people say that they'd say, oh, you're a Sagittarian, right? Uh, and then then Jupiter is the planet associated with Sagittarius, right? That's right. So it would have a little extra importance for Sagittarius, like yourself. <laughs> that's what I was afraid you were going to say. But at the same time, that is totally what I'm experiencing. Well, also later this month, actually in about a week and a half, Jupiter goes into Sagittarius, which means that you are stepping into a peak point in a 12-year cycle of expansion. And when is that going to happen? I think the 23rd of this month. Okay, then. I'm going to mark that down. And, and maybe that's why I'm feeling a sense of urgency to get so many things done in the next couple of weeks. That's right. It's a good time to clean out, clean up, finish off things. You know, we're in a Mercury retrograde period until the 18th of this month, which is also a time to go back, clean out, finish off, tie up loose ends. You know, opportunity comes often when we have less distraction. Thank you, Jeff, and I am certainly all over that. Thank you all for listening to the show. Don't forget the gathering. We're going to have a great time. We're going to see you right back here tomorrow. Don't forget with Karen Ramsey. Lots to talk about. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150 and every Tuesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers.